0: Hey there, this is Chris Perry. I am the commissioner for the Western Collegiate Hockey League. This is episode uh, 405, 406. I have no clue. Uh, let's say it's, f- uh, who knows what it is? 405. Anyway, 405. Thank you, Andrew. That's my partner in crime, Andrew Majakirth, the guy that keeps me straight. My brain is frazzled here on a the last day of September, Monday night. Andrew, say hello to all the masses. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for keeping me in line, there, pal. Episode four hundred five, yeah, yeah.
1: huh? You yeah, know, gotta. Some of us just has to carry the weight around
0: here. Hey boy, in the truth. All right, let's hear <laughs> some crunchy guitar, and we'll come back and let Andrew uh, carry some more weight for us. Hold on. All right, Andrew. We've got uh, a bunch of games to talk about. It we have a lot of games. Week. Yeah, it was our first week of some uh, some serious game action, which was awesome. Um, not that the last week wasn't, but I mean, here we had uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five of the uh, yeah, five of the uh, seven WCHL teams were in action, and we had our first WCHL games of the season. And they, and they did not disappoint, did they? They did not disappoint. Let's start up in your favorite place to win a game, Ames, Iowa. The Ice Bears from Missouri Ooh. State went to scenic Ames, America, uh, the home of one of Andrew's most favorite people in the world right now, Meg McDonald. Yeah, she's in, awesome. <laughs> another Oklahoma person. And um, uh, the Ice Bears, they took it on the chin on Friday night at the Ames ISU Ice Center. It was a 3-2 to two Iowa State victory. But then they turned the tables on the Cyclones and they proved that once again, Ames is a great place to win a hockey game. It is a great place to win a hockey game. The Ice Bears beat the Cyclones 2 to nothing and split the weekend with the National Runner-Ups. Runners-Up, how do you say it? What would you call that, Andrew? I'd say first loser. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. I think I know the answer. Did you watch the games, Andrew? I did not get to tune into the Missouri State games this weekend. I did not. Neither did I, and the reason being is um, they're on this Portal Stretch dot Stretch dot Internet or something like that, and they were charging like eight ninety nine a viewing for watching these games, or ninety nine dollars for a season pass to watch Iowa State hockey. I,
1: you know, those teams that are trying to charge for that uh, internet game watch footage is uh, you know that's a little suspect, little
0: sketchy, little sketchy. Yeah, a little so, sketchy, a little sketchy. Uh, God bless Jeremy Law and uh, the Missouri State Ice Bears, but I passed on watching, paying $20 to watch them. And I was, I passed on donating $20 to Iowa State.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you there. But you know what? Good for those guys. That's a good split going up there at Iowa State and, and sneaking one out. And uh, so good for, good for Coach Law and the boys. And uh, hopefully that'll kind of jumpstart their season for them now.
0: Yeah, well, hey, they're two and two on the season. They split the week before with Illinois State after having limited ice time, and so now they've got some. Uh, the Jordan Valley Ice Park is up and running again, and they've got some ice. And they went down and uh, took out number two in their own barn. So, or I guess Iowa State is technically number three uh, right now for the rankings, but they're the like is Andrew said, the first loser from last year. <laughs> the first loser, yep. So yeah, great for great for Coach Law. I know they had. Uh, um, I know they—they're you know it was good good for their goaltending too to to pitch a shutout a clean sheet there so that's uh, that's awesome for the Ice Bears and uh, couldn't be happier for those guys yeah, a, great or, great organization great folks and uh, I just I, I hope they have I enjoy the the Missouri State success that they're having yeah I think so too and we saw Iowa State at nationals and I'm pretty
1: sure they didn't lose much and they were a decent team so uh, for Coach yep. Law and the boys to go in there and
0: and split it and get a, take a shot out of there is, uh, is kudos to them. There you go. There you go. Well, let's talk, uh, let's, let's come a little bit further down. We won't go all the way, but let's go to, uh, Minot state, the national champions. They rolled into Boulder America to take on the buffs at the CU rec center. And they had some, uh, boy, it was great, Andrew, because it was Friday afternoon and Saturday afternoon ice hockey. What a what a great way to spend a Friday afternoon at work, right? Well, I'm telling you, that was awesome. I would <laughs> don't, don't tell don't tell that to my boss. She's a mean woman. I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: And don't tell uh, don't I won't tell your boss. He's he's a mean woman too.
1: Yeah, but, yeah that's uh, right.
0: <laughs> man, we tuned into the uh, Minot at Colorado games, and props to Mitch. And, oh, geez, I don't even know the rest of the guys. Uh, I just know it's Mitch who's kind of the brains of the operation there for Buff Sports Live. Yeah. Uh, two o'clock in the afternoon, and they're putting on a show for us uh, so that knuckleheads like you and I can watch uh, uh, Beavers versus Buffaloes. How about that there? I was I was looking
1: at it at the end after the broadcast was done, and their little donation Venmo thing that they popped up there in the intermissions, those, uh, those knuckleheads made $20.50 off
0: of that game, I noticed. How about oh, off that? Of, off of game one? Yeah, how about that? I thought that was game, pretty cool. Game two, I think they made like thirty-three dollars.
1: <laughs> how about someone, that?
0: Boy? That's great. Someone donated uh someone donated twenty-five dollars on the Saturday game.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I saw that up there and I was I was looking at that and I was like, what in the heck is that? And then you you mentioned something to me about it, so I got to looking closer and at the end of the game they made like twenty bucks. I was like, Wow, go them, right?
0: Yep. well, hey, the sad part is the fact that we're talking about the Venmo donations to the broadcast uh, team from Colorado tells you how those games went. Uh, because, yeah, yeah. The first game was a seven to two, my um, not victory, and uh, on Friday afternoon and Saturday afternoon was no better. It was an eight to nothing my victory. Yeah. So it was it was tight at the beginning of. Um, uh, the Friday afternoon game, it got, uh, Minot jumped out. They scored a, a goal fairly early and, uh, Colorado tied it up. And, um, uh, then Minot started to pull away a little bit. I think they made it to like, uh, it was, it was tied two two at one point yes, then after tied that, early in the second there. Yeah. And then after that, it was just all mine up. Mine. just poured it on. Yeah. I, you know, if you watch
1: my they, uh, you know they play. They played a little bit different brand of hockey. They're physical, but they're skilled, and uh, you know, kind of, you know, nothing against the Colorado guys,
0: but it, at times it just kind of looked like men amongst boys um, out there when we were watching it. It did. It did. And Colorado gave uh, the Minot boys a lot of power plays, and Minot said, "Thank you very much. We'll score." Yeah, yeah and we'll that's exactly what happened. happened.
1: But yeah, it was it was a rough uh, rough weekend for the boys up there.
0: Yep. So, Minot uh, proves that they're the national champs. They kick off their season with two Ws in Boulder, and uh, Colorado is still looking for their first W of the season. Under head coach Benny Toller, they've got uh, they've got some good effort. They need to get some uh, some defense and some goaltending dialed in. But I think once they do that, they'll uh, you know they'll get competitive and they'll start squeaking out some games here and there. I don't think they're going to light light things up. They don't have the the fire that they used to have on offense. But they've, uh, if they can dial in some of their defense and get their uh, goaltending situation solidified, I think they'll be. Uh, I think they'll be all right, and you know, yeah. make, like, winning win games here and there. You know, they'll be uh, a five hundred team the rest of the way. Yeah, I think you're. I don't think you're too far off there. Well, let's shift. Uh, we're we're getting closer to the big WCHL matchup. But before we do that, there was a Saturday Sunday affair in St. Louis. Um, the number nine UCO Broncos went up to face the number two Lindenwood Lions. Lindenwood was opening their brand new ice hockey facility called the Centene Ice Center. It's also uh, the home or the the practice sheet for the St. Louis Blues, and it's the home for Lindenwood's NCAA women's team and most everything else. It's a beautiful little arena. Oh, it's a fantastic uh,
1: arena.
0: Yeah, yeah. The nice thing I liked about it, it was uh, almost – From what I saw of it, it was very, very empty. So um I'm sure the blues will fill it up and the and the Lady Lions will fill it up. But the the boys, I mean a top ten matchup in the ACHA that it drew the it it looked an awful lot like a uh well Andrew, it were it looked worse than Frisco.
1: Well, you know, I, I don't know what you saw. What I tuned in for a little while, and what I saw was uh they are obviously running a promo for the night of dress up like a seat night, and when I when I filled in, <laughs> the place was packed. So every, everybody was dressed up like a seat, you know. So it was awesome.
0: Yeah, well, they were, that's that, that's what I saw too. It, that was a heck of a promo, <laughs> man. They they went like gangbusters, that's for sure. Well, these are two ACHA powers, longtime yes. non-conference rivals. Um and on the Saturday uh game, Lindenwood got the better of the Broncos four to nothing. But then uh UCO does what UCO or did what UCO normally does, and they turned right back around and they returned the favor. And shut out Lindenwood two to nothing. I think uh I think a wise man said last week to to watch for the split here. A wise man did indeed say that. You know, UCO gave the um uh, Lindenwood was number one for the longest time throughout the whole season and UCO gave Lindenwood their first loss of the season last year. Yeah. And I, if I remember right, it was, there were, there were games, it was a game that was played down here in Edmund.
1: I think it was the, I think it was the second night, wasn't it? If I remember
0: yep. right, it, it might've been the first night, it might've been the first night. And then Lindenwood might've got them back the next night, but, uh, regardless, it was down here in Edmond, whereas now, and it was midway through the season. Whereas uh, now UCO goes up there and makes a big statement, and I thought it was a a, a heck of a a heck of a okay. performance.
1: I think it's a I think it's a big win for UCO, right? The uh, so whether you, whether you catch them early or whether you catch them late, you know, we talk all the time about how uh, Lindenwood gets off to a slow start, like a diesel almost all the time. Mm-hmm. But you know, they, if you watch those guys, they they do all the little things right all the time, right? It's they. Um, you know the fighting zombos. He's got them. He's got them dialed in, and they do all the little things correct. And uh, to go up there and to beat those guys is always awesome. But to go
0: beat them in their own barn is uh, even better. That's great. And uh, just looking at uh, some of the stats that are available, um, it looks like Lindenwood outshot UCO on Friday night by uh, two to one. It was fifty-two to twenty-five were the shots, and the Lindenwood goalie um, Cooper C. Dot. Was the um, he was the the goaltender for the World University Games team uh, from the ACHA that went over there to Russia last year, and so he got the shutout, stopping all twenty five shots. And then it was Alex Henry who was in net for uh, uh, UCO, and he was just pelted with uh, forty eight shots. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, fifty two shots, and let four of them in, so forty eight saves. But then the next night, Andrew he turned around again. Linwood outshoots. Uh, uco uh 42 to 30 but uh uh this time the linwood goalie only blocks uh 28 of the pucks and henry boy he blocks all 42 out of 42 to get the shutout the clean sheet the goose egg on the scoreboard that's
1: that's a lot of
0: organized that? rubber that that kid saw
1: how about that he he stops 90 of the 94 shots he saw on the weekend that's pretty Can impressive yeah
0: that's yeah. just crazy yeah that's pretty impressive. So good for them and good for Coach Craig McAllister and his Broncos. They've got a good little team. We talked about it last week. When they play hockey, they're good. They're very good. Yeah, um, very good. Would, That's no doubt. Yeah, quit focusing. Quit, stay out of the box. Quit focusing on the officials and just play their game. You know, I, I hear it from uh, from other folks around uh, the country when they, when they call and we just talk, chit-chat, whatever. And, man, nobody likes to play UCO. Because, you know, they're hard, they're physical, especially in their barn, right? They're hard, they're physical, yeah. you know, they, they 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 play to the crowd, they're, you know, and, and they just, it's no fun. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's UCO's game right there. I mean, if that's 90% of the battle, if you walk into your building thinking, oh, man, I got to play these guys, you're already, you know, down a couple of goals before you even put your gear on. You know, one thing... Uh- one thing back when we were running the
1: Oklahoma program and back when I came in, you'd already been there for a couple of years running it. When I came came back into the fold, you always told me that you wanted to have a team that was that people didn't like to come in and play, right? You always wanted yep. to be tough at home and wanted to have that home ice advantage no matter who you're playing. And you know, I think that speaks I think that speaks volumes for teams, you know. If you're it's bad enough having to go on the road, but if you know you're going on the road and you're gonna get into a dogfight wire out on the road. Like I think that just makes it that much worse, right?
0: That's exactly right. That's what I wanted. I wanted teams when they saw Oklahoma on the schedule, I wanted them to go, oh man, not those guys. Like we, we have to go there. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted them to know they were going to be in for a fight and they were going to get, you know, they might win a game. They might beat us, but boy, they're going to come out black and blue and it's going okay. to be it's going to be hard fought and earned as opposed to a gift and given to them.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's the way it should
0: be. That's the way it should be. And, hey, that's the way it was out in the desert. Let's finally get to it, the uh, the heavyweight yeah. matchup of the, of the weekend. Arizona uh, kicks off their season at Arizona State at Oceanside. And it was our first WCHL games of the season. The returning champions, the defending champions of the Arizona Wildcats taking on ASU. ASU had already played a couple of games against uh, UNLV. And so they had they've got their legs under them, whereas – Arizona's still looking for some ice in Tucson, I think. They're having to yeah. travel up to the Valley to, uh, up to, up to the Phoenix area to still get some ice. Sure. Yikes.
1: That's, that's a rough go right there. That's rough. That's right. That is a but rough go.
0: On, on, uh, on Friday night, um, I mean, both games went to overtime. Uh, 60 minutes was not enough to find a winner in each, either of the games on Friday or Saturday. And on, um, Uh, Friday night, it was a two to one Arizona win. They had a um, uh, Arizona scores with like a minute eighteen left to go in overtime. Uh, Kind of a kind of scramble. Yeah, yeah, they tied it late. It's my understanding with um, uh, Arizona. How about this? Arizona State, I think, jumped out in the first period and scored a goal. It stayed that way always, almost all the way through the end of the third period, and with like a minute thirty eight left. Little number nine there for Arizona. What's his name? It says Cameron Teamer. I'm probably saying that wrong. T-E-A-M-O-R, a new player. He scores for, uh, for U of A to tie it up. And then uh, old reliable, old reliable number 12, Chris Westland. Uh You know, it gets a, just an absolutely dirty garbage goal. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was yeah, a garbage it goal for sure,
1: right? <laughs> well, I <laughs> but, mean,
0: yeah, it was like third or fourth whack at the puck. There was bodies laid out in front of the ASU, um, the ASU net, trying to stop the puck, and, uh, yeah. and somehow or another, the puck got into the net, and U of A walks away with a, as a Friday night overtime winner. But you know, you know what the old hockey guys always say: they don't ask how, they just ask how many, right? That's the truth, and that's
1: true. That was a that was a garbage goal, but it, who cares?
0: It counted, it started, right? Counted all the same, and it, it it shut the game down. You know, ASU had chances to win it. U of A took a. Uh, Took a penalty late in well heck they took a penalty in overtime. They um, did. So you know in in the ACHA is in the WCHL we play overtime three on three. So when someone goes on the power play, it's a, a four on three. And sure enough, it says, um, you know that uh, you're you're thinking with four on three, you got a lot of open space. You don't have an awful lot of those guys. You got a lot of our guys, and um, we're gonna be able to put one home. But Anthony Churro stood on his head. For uh, U of A, and um, you know, what, held held ASU out of the net for the overtime and allowed uh, the like we said that garbage goal there at the end. Yeah. To, uh, that just it it was I, I I don't want to diminish it. It, it wasn't a garbage goal. It was just it wasn't pretty. it was not yeah, a it wasn't, lot of bodies and a whole lot of sticks and flailing. And next thing, yeah, a lot a of bodies. Yeah, but no.
1: How about but how about the Arizona teams? I thought they were both very impressive. on the won the entire weekend, but. But really on Friday, you know, I didn't, I was kind of expecting Arizona to come in and kind of look a little sluggish, you know, because we've talked about their ice practice woes and all that, not being able to practice on a routine basis. And uh, Arizona State had a couple games under their belt. So I kind of figured that Arizona State would come in and, and look pretty impressive and, and polished and all that. But you know what? I thought both teams Friday night looked pretty polished. The, uh, so I, I give it up to I give it up the boys at Arizona because it could have been they could have been walking into the lion's nest I thought on Friday night and I thought they handled themselves well and uh, sneak out a win.
0: Yep, yep. Hey, they found a way to win and that's what counts. Now the next night Arizona State uh, returned the favor. Um, it was a uh, uh, it was a two to two game going into overtime. If I. Uh, Let's see if my memory serves again. I think ASU got a couple of goals in the first period. U of A scored one in the first, scored another in the second, and then they, you know, fought each other to a draw in the third period to keep it two to two. And uh, this time, uh, U of A uh, did not give a power play up in overtime which was good, but it ended up going to a shootout. It was Nolan Bilbochik in net for U of A, and it was Bronson Moore in net again for Arizona State. Bronson Moore played his tail off for Arizona State. And um, uh, the the two Arizona, let's see, Arizona State, it went to a shootout. Um, we have three shooters in the, um, in the ACHA. It's a best-of-three three-man shootout. Shooters number two and three scored for Arizona State. Shooters number one and two did not score for U of A. So that was it. That's all she wrote. ASU yep. comes away a three to two winner and uh, splits the weekend with uh, U of A, the defending champs.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, I thought it was a great weekend out there in the desert. Fun games to watch. The uh, but I know one thing. Just looking through the score sheets, the one thing that both coaches are probably going to want to address this week before they. Before they make their next trip, is the power play Arizona State Saturday night goes 0 for nine, and Arizona mm-hmm. goes one for eight. So a lot of, a lot of squandered opportunities
0: there. Squandered so, opportunities, and, and, and the flip side of that will be Andrew that both of them will talk to their teams, I'm sure, about discipline and not giving so many opportunities. You know, staying out of the box. Yes,
1: yes. but was, but I think yeah. uh, but I think a lot of that. So going 0 for nine and one for eight, I think we've got to look back at the goaltenders. On the opposing teams, also, right? It's you know, at the end of the day, it's up to those guys to keep the puck out and keeping somebody zero and nine on the power play is is pretty impressive. That's if, you're, pretty impressive. if you're, right, you know, and going yep. one freight, nothing, uh you know, if you're if you're a fan of the goaltenders, that's a pretty impressive stat right there.
0: Nothing to sneeze at, that's for sure. So both Arizona and Arizona State earn two points for their overtime and shootout wins. They also earn one point for their overtime or shootout losses. So that means at the end of the day, at the end of the weekend, they basically split the weekend. In the top of the WCHL standings are Arizona and Arizona State. They're tied at three points each. And let's see here. Uh, They have... If my memory, I'm going to have to revert, not to my memory, but to my Excel spreadsheet. Let's see if I can't get it because we're going on save percentage right now. Uh, Not save percentage. What did I say? I meant winning percentage. (laughs) percentage. We're talking about the goalies. i got you flushed. Yeah. (laughs) What an idiot I am. Uh, So we're talking about winning percentage. And so they both uh, won two out of their three. I mean, uh, one out of their two games. Basically, they got three out of the possible six points earned. So they're both tied at the top uh, of the WCHL, and the other five teams are in either, depending on how you want to look at it, they're either in second place or they're in seventh place, however you want to look at it, because they have not played any games. The,
1: uh, yeah, if you if you go back to last week's podcast, I think, uh, I think a very smart person went uh, maybe 100% on his predictions for the
0: weekend here. <laughs> I will take it up on you. Take take your word because I don't want to go back and listen to that. So I trust you. I think I did. I think I think I, I, think I called the weekend. <laughs> all right, don't break your arm there, Sherlock. Okay, come on, quit it. So, all right, hey, let's um, let, let's let's listen to our Caddyshack horn, our intermission horn, and then we'll uh, come right back and we'll get into Andrew's three stars of the week. And then we'll also talk about the upcoming games because if we just dipped our toe with uh, into the WCHL action with uh, with two games, boy, we got some heavy WCHL action coming up here with a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games coming up this week, all in the WCHL. So sit tight, hold on. Here's the caddyshack horn. All righty, Andrew, we are back. I've, I've got to ask you this: Are you prepared? or did i surprise you by bringing up the three stars again or did you forget all about it was this like a uh, one and done type of a thing oh no i am i am firing on all cylinders here really okay well uh, hey let's 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 not uh let's not hold back from the masses anymore let let us know who your number three star remember these are andrews do we have a nifty little name for this or are we just making it up as we go andrews three stars of the week yeah, right now, some, before we put some more thought into it,
1: we're just going Andrew's three stars.
0: All right, Andrew's three stars of the week.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, no. So I'm going number three. I'm going the University of Arizona's goaltender, Anthony Churro.
0: Really? Okay. Uh, Anthony Churro, he's yeah. in net for the two-to-one overtime win.
1: And in, for my second star of the weekend, I'm going UCO's goaltender, Alex
0: Henry. okay all right so churro in net for u of a on friday night is number three and alex henry in net both days for uco up at lindenwood is number two yeah is there can i i don't know who your number one is um are you going goalie 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 or are you gonna throw an oklahoma person in there oklahoma is ineligible i guess because you Oklahoma didn't play this weekend.
1: Well, I I kept tabs on the boys this weekend, so they are my number one star, the University of Oklahoma (laughs) entire thirty man roster, because I know it. Checked in on on Saturday noon, and instead of watching the football game or being at the football game, they were all at the library studying. So the the entire (laughs)
0: team is the number one star. No. (laughs) Yeah, they're Andrew's half star of the weekend. Yeah. 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 All right. So we've so we've got Churro as the number three star, well deserved. Um, I, I, and Alex Henry is the number two star, well deserved. Yep. Andrew's number one star of the week that was in the WCHL is. I am going to Arizona State's goaltender Bronson Moore. Really.
1: So, goaltender still the show, but I've got to give a shout out here to Arizona State, and I tried to look it up just a second ago, and. It's a freshman on the Arizona State team. The kid let's last name is Lackey. And uh you know, I didn't even look at the score sheets, but you heard the kid Friday and Saturday night on the on the play-by-play, you heard the kid's name time after time after time. So he was in the thick of it, in the middle of it. So I'm I i got to give Lackey from Arizona
0: State a big shout out. All right. It's it's Clayton Lackey. He had a Uh, An assist on Friday night, an assist on Saturday night, and I believe he scored uh, the winning goal or one of the winning goals, one of the two goals in the shootout for ASU. So number uh, 19, Clayton Lackey, is your honorable mention for the week. So tell me why why you went
1: Bronson Moore. Yeah, well, he had a 95% save percentage on the weekend with a two goals against average. So I thought he played really well and – if it hadn't been for him, you know, it may the results may not have been the same for uh, the Arizona State team. So okay.
0: right.
1: I'm, getting, I'm, I'm getting not kudos.
0: arguing. I'm not not disagreeing. I'm just asking. I'm giving kudos to him. Kudos to him. Hey, ASU, you know, last year they came in last or second to last. I think it was in the uh, conference. I think it was last. Arkansas, I think, came in last or second to last. So, um, uh, yeah. Hey. Props to Bronson and to Coach Green and to the rest of the Sun Devils for uh, um, you know it seems like they're you know getting their uh, act together if you will and yeah. uh, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with they're no longer going to be a you know an easy lay down W a, a night off or anything you've got to right. if you're going to win in Oceanside you're going to have to earn it
1: I think you're I don't think you're I don't think you're wrong there I was going to give props to Coach Green and the Arizona State boys, because they've really, I think, turned a page this season. And I think they're going to be tough. You know, I think if you have to make the trip to the desert or if the desert makes a trip to you, I think you're going to have to be ready.
0: That's the truth. I, I like I like Tate. He's uh, he's he's done a good job there with ASU. And um, he's looks like he's got a good bunch of kids this year. So, uh, yeah, it's good to see him have a, have a little bit of success. Yeah. So let's hope <laughs> it keeps happening. Yeah, so I hope, they, I hope they do well this season. All right. Well, hey, we've got, to, we, we, we talked about it, and you just mentioned it. The desert, when the desert comes to you, you know, you've got to be ready for it. And the desert is coming to Oklahoma because we have some cool. WCHO games. The Arizonas are traveling to the Oklahomas. So on Thursday night, Arizona State will be at Central Oklahoma, Arizona will be at Oklahoma, and then uh, those uh, teams will trade off. Arizona will be at Oklahoma for Friday and Saturday, and Arizona State will be up in Edmond at UCO for Friday and Saturday. And then we also have another uh, set of games going on in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, The Colorado Buffaloes are traveling to Missouri State, and they will take on Missouri State, the Ice Bears, at the Jordan Valley Ice Park on Friday and Saturday. You know, before our conference uh, lost a member, uh, Arkansas. When Arkansas left, we also had Colorado State was going to go on the road, and they were going to play at Arkansas. They were going to be the flip side of that Missouri State thing. But I couldn't, in good conscience, ask uh, Colorado State to go on the road to play a Thursday night game and then come home. So yeah,
1: that'd be a little that, rough. That,
0: yeah, that's why it's just CU going to uh, going to Mo State. So, all right, Andrew, give us uh, you 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 are a prognosticator deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was fired the- last week. I was firing at all cylinders last week, that's for sure. Fire, you, you were firing, now, whether it was blanks or all cylinders, who the heck knows. But, uh, uh, I'm too lazy to go back and find out. <laughs> all but right. Give me, so. give, give, give me some predictions and we'll start up there in the Ozarks, uh, or again, yeah, I guess it's still the Ozarks, with uh, the buffs going to Mo State. What do you think is going to happen up there in the Jordan Valley Ice Park? I get the Jordan Valley Ice Park. I have Missouri State winning both on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, I think that's going to be a, a tough, a tough, uh, a tough road to hoe there for the CU boys. They've lost six in a row, lost uh, at Vegas, and they lost at home to Midland, and lost at home to Minot. And Missouri State is going to be um, at Missouri State. Missouri State's always tough, no matter what. But they're tough and a good team, so I think CU might be up against it. I think They're up against it for sure. Well, hey, maybe they'll surprise us and they'll uh, prove your predictions to be absolutely terrible and dead wrong. Hopefully um, hopefully the boys can prove me wrong. Right. Yeah. Well, Hey, let's hope so. I mean, uh, Grant Payne, when he's on, he can be, uh, as a goaltender, he can be, he can be really good. And like I said, if they solidify lock down their, their back end, the D and find some goaltending, um, You know they can be dangerous. They can give Missouri State some uh, some trouble. So let's see. Okay, but Andrew says the Ice Bears go two and zero on the weekend. On the weekend, I know what I know what you're going to say for Oklahoma. You're going to shake your pom poms and you're going to say Oklahoma, Uh even though they're playing three games, they're going to win all five, all six games played in Oklahoma. Oklahoma will will win all of them.
1: Why? So I'm not even going to go there. I would have a little surprise for you, Intel.
0: Oh, all right. Well, let's do it on. Uh, Arizona State is at UCO on Thursday. Arizona is at Oklahoma on Thursday. Tell me what you got there with uh, the Broncos and the Sun Devils and then the Sooners and the Wildcats.
1: I'm going to go uh, OU, 0-3 for the weekend. <laughs> Arizona, 2-1 on the weekend, and whatever that does with it. With Arizona State. That'll, that'll, no, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I had to go in there for a second, didn't I? You did. I was like, oh my gosh, you're gonna be excommunicated from the uh yeah. from the, the the, Sooner uh the, the Church of Soonerology." I'm trying to get myself fired over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I've got some keywords you can pop off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the uh all right, so starting right. out on starting out on Thursday, OU in Arizona. I am taking uh OU in this one. Why is that, Homer? I mean, why is that, Andrew? I don't know. I, I I think OU will take the edge in this one, but I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a low scoring. I think it'll be a tight game. You know, a two to one or a three to two, something like that. They uh, should be should be
0: nice and fast, but I think OU will pull out the edge here. Okay. And up in Edmond with uh, the Sun Devils against UCO. I am going UCO
1: over ASU for the weekend or on Thursday night. Sorry about that.
0: Thursday night, yeah. Well, they're only playing one, so okay.
1: Yeah. I think UCO gets right. it
0: done. So you're saying both home teams win on Thursday. What happens when they uh, when they trade out? What happens when Arizona goes to Edmond for Friday, Saturday? And what happens when ASU comes to your building to play the Sooners?
1: All right. So we'll just start at the top of my list here. So Friday night, I am taking Arizona State over OU. Okie doke. Interesting. I think uh... – you know, if they played Bronson Moore twice in a row, I don't think he's going to lose two in a row. So I think uh, I think he'll help pull out a victory for the for the Sun Devils on Friday night. Okay. Then I'm going uh, UCO and Arizona. I am taking Arizona on this one. Really? Yeah, I think uh, Arizona kind of had their number last year a little bit, and I don't see them letting up on
0: that. I think they're going to take it to them Friday night. All right, and then what's uh, so so both home, both Oklahoma teams lose on on Friday is what you're saying. So both Oklahoma teams win on Thursday, they lose on Friday. What's going on on Saturday? And Andrew's predictions. I think
1: uh, OU comes out and sneaks one out on Saturday, and I think UCO will do the same.
0: Wow! So you have the two Oklahoma teams going two and one, and you have the two Arizona teams going one and two on the weekend.
1: I do. So yep, two and one. And one, two for the Arizonans. That's right.
0: Interesting. I think, um, not going to make any predictions. I just hope everyone, uh, hope they're good games and everyone gets out of there healthy and there's no, you know, no injuries or anything. Uh, I think what we talked about earlier, it'll be interesting to see on Friday and Saturday if the UCO mystique has any effect with uh, Arizona. I know that Arizona plays well against UCO out in Tucson. Um, but uh, I think they might get a a, uh, a little bit of that mystique going uh, against them when they come to Edmond and and play. I've I've seen a couple of uh, butt kickings um, up in Edmond when uh, U of A comes to town. And then, um, you know, OU Oklahoma plays a – they just play a rough – not not as rough and not as physical and not as fast as UCO, but they they still take the body an awful lot. And so I think the Oklahoma Arizona State matchups uh will be very, very good. I think they'll be very even.
1: I think so I think so too. You know, I think I think any of this could go uh could flip flop any way around the that you wanted it to. I mean I don't see any I don't see any blowouts here. I see one goal games across the board, maybe Maybe some two goal games, but I think all I think all of these games for the Oklahomas and the
0: Arizonas are gonna be tight. Nail biters. Should be should be a good
1: weekend of hockey.
0: Should be a good weekend of hockey. Andrew, I'm gonna presume that you're gonna be at the Blazers Ice Center on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, I am gonna be there all three days. Oh, I am so sorry. How about that? Well- I'll probably be there all three days, too. And then uh, afterwards, uh, maybe you and I can head on up to Edmund and go watch the uh, Saturday Night uh, Affair, the U of A game at UCO this weekend. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Something to look forward to. Something to look forward to. I'll get you on my calendar right now. (laughs) It's a date. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, um, let's see. What else do we have to talk about in the ACHA? Our Craig Barnett, our executive director, he was just on Sirius XM. If you want to listen to 13 minutes of awesomeness of Craig talking about uh, the ACHA, there's a link to it on the ACHA website. Um, he, he he was great. He was on that Stellick and Simmer in the morning on Sirius XM, the NHL radio network. So uh, he, they, they they do a good job.
1: Yeah. I think he kind of got his a warm up with us and he's like, I'm going to go talk to these two knuckleheads and, and kind of get warmed up and, and figure out what I'm doing. And there's he, no
0: doubt about it. We plowed the field, and he just kind of came in right behind it, and yeah, uh, yeah we did all the heavy lifting. That's that's yeah. for damn sure. And the other thing, you know, I was on my way
1: to work this morning, I was listening to it, and they're having the podcast awards put on by iHeartRadio
0: out in Las Vegas this week. Yeah, well, that, did I tell you that's where I'm? That's where I'm calling you from tonight. Well, uh, in Las Vegas know, for the I podcast thought, awards. I knew you're that kind of guy to do that kind of thing to me, but I am. Yeah. We're nominated. We're nominated, Andrew, for the best WCHL podcast in the ACHA.
1: That's yeah, the category I mean, that we're in. I just kind of thought that was garbage that we didn't get invited out there. Since you know we we've, we've done you know four years of this, you know
0: <laughs> that's probably that's probably exactly why we weren't invited. They said oh, we, we listened to this garbage for four years. Oh no! <laughs> oh man. Oh interesting well maybe we'll try to get on their radar for next year huh yeah you know i need you to step your game up a little bit we'll go hobnob with all the uh dweebs and dorks that do podcasts out there there you go we're two of them Us us cool us cool boys (laughs) yeah (laughs) jeez all right so uh so uh craig barnett was on the um he was on sirius xm Well, let's see what else we got to talk about really quick in the ACHA. The ACHA D2 Select team, they're heading over to Russia to go play the Student Hockey Challenge. But before they left, they played an exhibition game against Stony Brook University. Stony Brook uh, was kicking off their season against the D2 All-Stars, basically. And that was a 7-2-2 butt-kicking for the D2 guys. They just smoked Stony Brook. In Stony Brook's barn. Oh, yeah, it was ugly. Oof. That's was, no good. How about this? How about this? It was six to two late and there was a, a Stony Brook was just icing it, icing it, icing it. Right. I, I take it back. D two was just icing it, icing it, icing it, icing it. And so there was a draw with like 14 seconds left to go in the game. And D two goes to ice it again, but it doesn't go to get the line. And the Stony Brook defender was just kind of lollygagging back. A D two guy beat him. To the puck and smoked the goalie with four seconds left in the game oh so i know i mean what oh. adding insult to injury yeah oh yes yeah, there would have been there would have been there would have been a brawl for the next <laughs> four seconds there's no doubt i would have found every knuckle dragger and moose head on my team and i would have put all of them out there for yep. the uh, ensuing face-off and i would have there. said you guys are going to russia with a bunch of welts there's no doubt about that yeah, so that was that was kind of fun to watch. Though it's always good to see Stony Brook lose every now and then. Um, yeah. I, I I like those guys. They their broadcasters are strict Long Island guys. They're uh, um, right out of the Sopranos, and uh, it, it's always fun to listen to. They put on. They have a great boy Andrew. They have a great HD broadcast. But uh, anyways, it's it's kind of fun to see the D two guys lay it to come in give as the underdog, the, and oh, the they birds. didn't just beat them; they throttled them. yikes and then uh hey you know we've had these the preseason rankings for like three weeks now um this time next week we should have actually well let's see today's the last day of september in two days we should have our first coaches ranking of the season um so minot is number one lindenwood is number two iowa state is number three it'll be interesting to see what the coaches do with uh, those rankings considering what we what we saw you know minot (laughs) Wins two games. Uh, Linda Wood and Iowa State split, both at yeah. home. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see who the who the coaches reward and who they don't.
1: You know, the the WCHL kind
0: of took it to the Central States a little bit this weekend. Well, you know, we went toe-to-toe and stood right there with them. So they, yeah. they like to tout themselves as the best conference in uh, the ACHA. And it's yeah. tough to argue when they have five teams in the top 15. But, um, you know, with us having seven teams and all seven in the top 25, it's not too um, shabby. Not too shabby. Not too shabby.
1: Should be should be interesting to see what that top five looks like with uh, Lindenwood and Iowa State losing losing by shutout over the weekend. I always, so.
0: I always get a kick out of it just so we can see the the coaches' bias. I mean, these rankings don't matter. It's October; they're not going to hand out anything. Yeah. You know, the ranking that matters is in February, and uh, uh, that's the one I I care about. But um, it's always fun to to see it because you get to see the uh, the absolute bias that's out there from oh, the coaches.
1: Right. Oh, there's no doubt about that.
0: Yeah. So, all right, Andrew, what else do you got to jibber jabber on about anything? I think that just about sums it up for me here. Really? All right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's kind of disappointing. We got your three stars of the week and then that was it, huh? No contributions. No contributions, (laughs) no snakes, no other critters that you ran across, no other tales from the dark side or anything. No tales from the dark side. You know what? I, uh,
1: I did a bunch of woodworking this weekend. I didn't fight the snakes in the front yard. I did, however, go on a grand expedition with my wife on Sunday. She is bounding determined that she is going to coat our yard in, uh, these pellets called snake away that will deter <laughs> snake from, from being around your house or whatever. And, uh, you know, we went to three home improvement stores and every one of them was out of these little snake pellets. And we finally wound up at a little, uh, a little farm and home and farm, farm and home, whatever you call it, little store. And, uh, you yep. a little country kid had knew right what we were talking about and took us right to it. And, uh, so now my wife's got like a five-gallon jug of little snake pellets, and now I fully expect to come home tomorrow afternoon and see her in the front yard with her gardening gloves on and making it look like it's snowing in our house with snake pellets.
0: <laughs> I figured she'd just walk around with that five-gallon bucket the rest of her life, you know, and just tri- dribble it around wherever she is. <laughs> Keep the snakes away yeah. from her.
1: Yeah, I tried talking to her this weekend. We've got some flower bed work to do and all that, and I was like, you know, we need to get this done. It was nice out this weekend. No hockey, you know. After the football game on Saturday, I was like, "We need to get this going," and she was having zero to do with it. So,
0: yeah, that's the way it goes. I get a lot of pointing and a lot of "You ought to do this," and uh, I'm going to take a chainsaw to a couple of things here this upcoming weekend uh, after our after our games. But um, yeah, I'm I'm going to get the same thing. There's a whole lot of uh, supervising going on.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's she's
0: supervising from the office windows too, with on the cell phone because she's not going outside. <laughs> sure. Well, how about this? Is is the Blazers Ice Center is the Zamboni ready? Are we going to have another? Uh, is it Scotch taped and, uh, and 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 rubber banded together so that it can go for uh, three games in three days? You know what? Knock on wood. You know, knock on wood. I put a, uh, I, I dropped a brand new engine
1: in that thing this summer. You know, redid all the bearings on the bottom augers. It's, you know, had it painted a little bit so it's not a rust bucket like it used to be. So <laughs> she's run, she's running like a top. So I think, I think me me and my stuff are, are ready for the weekend. Now it's up to the boys to see if they're ready or not. I've done my you know,
0: part. You've done your part. You know, maybe we can get the WCHL podcast to, to sponsor the Zamboni there. We can get it plastered or something. What, what do you think?
1: I would get it wrapped.
0: Get it wrapped. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Like, get it wrapped. Uh, get it wrapped. We have a big picture of you on it in front I of like, the microphone. <laughs> I get like with All my, right. awesome,
1: my awesome, headsets that
0: I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're too much. All right, hey, let's let's do this. Let's get the heck out of here and quit boring people. Let's. Uh, hope, we hope everybody has a great time at the rink. Um, this upcoming weekend, we're going to have lots of games going at the, um, up in Edmond and in uh, Oklahoma city and also in Springfield. So we hope that you get out to, uh, uh the, to the rink and see your team, Colorado state. You're the big winners for the weekend. You have the weekend off and, uh, enjoy some downtime in the fort. It's homecoming up there in Fort Collins. So, uh. Enjoy some, uh, be responsible, um, and don't go nutty on homecoming weekend. there in old town, but, uh, have a good time, but you are the big winner since you do not play. And, uh, in the meantime, everybody enjoy the games. Uh, follow the WCHL on Twitter at Western CHL. Follow us also online at, uh, WesternCHL.com. Western It is now up to date. The scores and the schedules and everything is in there. Um, the, the, the guy that runs that website finally got his act together recently. So, uh, It's semi up to date. And in the meantime, Andrew, why don't you uh, say the good word and uh, let's put episode 405 to bed. All right. You know what? Safe travels to the
1: teams on the road this weekend. Good luck to all the teams playing and everybody have a good week. Have everybody be safe and we'll catch you on the flip side.